why haven't Christians been able to put out successful Christian comedy or create Christian stand-up comedians that have crossed over to the mainstream? We discuss this and more with special guests Christopher Shaw and Shaw and Thor Ramsey, creators of the new Christian comedy Church People, on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. And where if you spend more than a minute considering whether if you belong here, you probably do. <laughs> I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, dad joke enthusiast, and with me as always is my frustratingly funny co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and well, I'm gonna say self-described funny person, um, but I have some requisites for that. I did all of the Upright Citizens Brigade classes. So I feel like I actually have the, the, the resume to back it up. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Well done. yeah. I've been to shows. one of those guys back in the day in Chicago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love improv. So fun. So funny. Well, and as you may have noticed from the other voice in the room today, we have two very special guests. The first is an award-winning filmmaker, film consultant, salsa media strategist, and the owner of the film production company, Anchor Productions. He is the director of the acclaimed new Christian comedy, Church People, which is available now on DVD and PBOD. He is the creative, the captivating, the courageous, Christopher Sean Shaw. Chris, welcome to the show. I, I thought you said salsa strategist. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> and well, I dance. If you do what, know what how to do salsa I he, strategy. I, I like salsa strategy, but what did you say? <laughs> uh, social media strategist. Oh, I, I like salsa strategist way yeah, better. better. Yeah, that's better. That's, Chris, it's time to change. That's, that's, yeah. thought, wow, change that's, careers. That's a good one. That's a good one for today. Salsa uh, strategist. I, yes. Yeah. Well, and our second special guest is a stand-up comedian, writer, actor, and pastor who has starred in and hosted numerous stand-up specials, including Thou Shalt Laugh 1 through 3 and the show Bananas. He is the author of the books A Comedian's Guide to Theology and Total Money Meltdown. And he is the screenwriter and star of the same new Christian comedy, Church People. He is the theatrical, the theological, the thermonuclear, Thor Ramsey. <laughs> Thor, welcome to the show. Nice. Like Thank you. Thermonuclear. <laughs> you know, you did your homework, sir. <laughs> it is not easy to find uh, uh, positive complementary adjectives. That's uh, that many. Th. <laughs> thermonuclear. I like that one. <laughs> well, I keep that one. That's that's a gift. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we. I obviously I'm having a great time right now. We hope you're having a great time. But Nathan. If people enjoy this podcast and want to support us or find ways to continue to engage with this content, where should they go? Uh, they can head to the overthinkersjournal.com where you can find out more about your hosts and live events we have coming up in the fall, everybody. So please head there. Um, you can also head to our Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group of almost a thousand people now mm -hmm. who love talking about these subjects of deep thought and also really like laughing. We have great yeah. memes. We have great articles. We have great conversations. We would love to have you in our group. Please head over to the Overthinkers Facebook group. Um, and also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. It really does help us so much. And please share with a friend. We always want to add more overthinkers to our ranks. I'm in the Overthinkers podcast, or in the yes, in the you group, are. That's right. Yes, group. you are, and you yes. can talk to uh, Christopher Sean Shaw. Oh, and I don't know if I am. I got a thousand people. 
Wow. That's, a thousand well, people, man. Maybe that's, maybe after this, Thor thing. will join our, the Overthinkers Facebook group. I'm in that. <laughs> a thousand and one. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Well, more reasons to get involved. All right. So let's get started, shall we? All right. We shall. All we right, shall. cool. So rightly or wrongly, Christians have a reputation for not being very friendly to humor. During the age of the Christian-led moral majority in America, offensive deemed movies like The Life of Brian were banned in places like South Carolina, while in the more recent years, comedy shows like Family Guy and South Park have frequently been protested and boycotted by Christian groups. Despite this, Christians have long had their own Christian comedy industry of Christian stand-up comics with like Thor Ramsey, his specials like Thou Shalt Laugh and shows like Bananas, which specialize in clean humor. But Christian comics have never really crossed over into the mainstream, nor has the incredibly financially successful Christian film industry been able to turn out any truly financially successful Christian comedies. So, Chris, uh, I'll start with you and then we we'll go to Thor. Obviously, last year we discussed this from sort of the other end, where we had on the creators of the film Faith Base talking about, you know, making comedies and making Christian humor about Christian subculture, but for perspective of people who are mostly not professing believers themselves. So we're here, we're taking it for people who are people who are Christians working in the industry. Do you think that the reputation that Christians have of not being very friendly to humor is deserved? And what explains Christians' ability to, uh, uh, lack of ability to generate truly mainstream successful Christian comedians and comedies? So first Chris, and then we'll go to Thor. Okay. Um, oh, so there's questions in this pod, so I have to answer, well, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't just get a participation trophy. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so so yes, to some extent, I think it's well deserved because. Um, it, but but as to why, I think it, it's such. There's there's so many layers. So it's so nuanced. Mm. It's not funny mm. because, for example, <laughs> if you go to the Church People Movie Facebook page you will see some comments of people who are appalled by our trailer. Mm. We think the trailer done by Collide Media Group in Tennessee, who did a stellar hey. job, we think the trailer was fabulous. I'm going to jump in here for one second. <laughs> that trailer, I'm you telling you, if you, just, if you just go to, to you know, if you're, if you're Apple TV, and if you do like me and you're looking for something to watch, you just watch like 30 minutes of trailers for any movie, I will put our trailer up against any movie out there. It that really is good. Is really done well, and it's it's engaging, and it stands up to any trailer uh, around. I'm telling you. So anyway, and knows, I don't lie. Call, I will continue. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but our trailer doesn't give the whole movie away. Yeah. Like you get the gist of it, and it doesn't even use the funniest stuff in the film. I think mm. there's funnier stuff in the movie than you see I in agree. the trailer. Yeah. But people think the trailer's hilarious. However, back to your question, um, some people are offended by the trailer because they think uh, somehow they're missing all of Thor's character's retorts throughout the entire trailer mm. of how this is a bad idea and he's insane and whatnot. Somehow they miss all that and they think that we're mocking either Christians or worse yet, mocking the cross or mocking Jesus or mocking mm. God. Give and, a quick premise of not. the film for our listeners so they can kind of understand the context of the film. Go ahead, Thor. Uh, it's Well, if the premise of the film is it's really a satire about churches that go to great lengths to draw people to church and just do 
outlandish crazy things mm. to draw them like the big tv giveaway but it gets it's just a it's it's it, in that realm it is a um you know it's a point of no return you hit a glass yeah, sure. ceiling at some point so it's about a pastor who's done that over and over again you know he's hit his glass ceiling now he's got this idea to drop people to church he's going to crucify someone on good friday you know that's good the friday. great premise oh, well, <laughs> yeah. crucifixion crucifixion good friday so anyway, that's the premise basically yeah. great yeah and so we we take a satirical look at, at that but it's not mean-spirited as thor likes to say um you can only satirize what you love mm. and so uh we're, mm. we're not doing this from an outsider's perspective satirizing the church we're which church goers we're to be frank is why faith-based didn't work interesting oh okay oh it's spicy. just fired yeah you know no i'll say that I, I watched now i didn't so i watched the trailer and just from the trailer i could tell these guys do not love Jesus and they do not love the church because this feels mm, mean. Interesting. Well, that's okay. the whole thing about satire, satire. Again, if you, again, even, even uh, military satires, you know, if you love your country, you can do a military satire. Right. But mm, if you're just, interesting. you know, if you don't, then your satire comes across as mean and mean does not translate as well because you don't love your subject, but satires are generally, uh, well, comedy itself is based on criticism yeah so that's yeah. what satires are doing it's a gentle form of criticism when they're done well i think but anyway we can well, and i want to give I'll, I'll jump in there and just say that i, oh, I have problems yeah with go ahead film uh, faith-based but i i didn't think when i watched the movie that it was a very mean-spirited take on christianity so but uh but but, but that's i will fear to disagree that's fair but yeah. i'll jump in and actually give you guys a compliment and agree um in that one of my criticisms of Christians in comedy is when one of the reasons I think that Christians are rarely funny is because I think that we have a defensive attitude towards the world, right? Um, and there's a lot of good reasons why we would have that. Sure. I think Christians are, you know, I watch so much TV and they all, Christians are either dumb or evil. Uh, all of the time. And so I think Christians, when they approach comedy, have a little bit, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a defensive attitude towards um, the world and towards, and so they feel a well, need to um, protect well, that, themselves. That kind of makes you defensive, you know? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Understandably, understandably so. But I think when we live into that defense too much, I think it starts to kill comedy because part of the comedy, like you were saying, Thor, is you have to be able to make fun of yourself, your idiosyncrasies, the funny things you do. But it has to come out of a place of love. And that's what church people does. It You acknowledge the idiosyncrasies and even faults of our culture, um, but you do it in a way that ultimately loves it. And I think that one of the reasons Christians aren't typically funny is because they're unwilling to acknowledge or accept that we have faults and idiosyncrasies and things like that. And so ultimately, things aren't going to be funny if you, unless you're going to be a little self-deprecating. Well, it has to, has to be self-deprecating. Uh, Absolutely. The it has to be self, which, you know, I would think takes humility. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and, and humility is on short supply in, in literally everyone in and out of the church. There you go. There you <laughs> and go. I think there's also an assumption that if it's a comedy, you're not taking the subject seriously. Mm. Or somehow that line is crossed between making fun of a ideology or or philosophy and making fun of the actual people or the actual organization. Mm. For example, I'm pretty sure we would not get some of those comments that we got if this was a drama about the exact same thing. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yes, I like that. Interesting. So I'm gonna ask, can I jump in here? Yes, you can. Why aren't, why aren't Christians funnier? Uh, well, first of all, we wear too much gray. 
Uh, that's the bottom line. Our faction are funny. Blue. You need to put more colorful clothing, I'm telling you, like clowns. And then we'll be funny. This is practical advice, answer. everyone. Or maybe yeah. just the polka. Maybe Take we can't notes. more. <laughs> but uh, the fir- that's the first reason we're not funnier. The second reason we're not funnier is one simple word, Leviticus. Leviticus, hmm. where Bible reading goes to die. Not a hint of frivolity in the entire 27 <laughs> chapters of that particular book. Interesting. Um, so that's a couple of reasons we're not funny. Another, well, here's the thing. Well, expound defense, on that. What do you mean by that? What's that now? What do you mean by Leviticus? I'm, I'm interested to hear about why, why, what that has to do with Christians not being funny more. Well, I will say this. It's a serious book. So it's kind of, well, sure. let's look at it this way. You've heard this philosophy before from church growth experts, probably, and youth group people, especially. We've got to make church fun. We've yes. got to we've got to make it learning. Have, even learning in our culture, the idea that learning has to be fun. Everything has to be fun in our mm. culture. Mm. And just the book of Leviticus itself would tell us God, I think, has a different perspective of how church should be. <clears throat> it's got to be fun and entertaining and smoke screens mm. and you know uh, the whether right. the beach ball is bouncing around because leviticus is a difficult book it reads like uh, an instruction manual which it is it's regulations it's laws and it just oh, oh, the point i'm trying to make there is just it's a different perspective biblically mm. and that that the then the cultural perspective that the church has just adopted and I think that's some of it for me. Now, I was just trying to be funny there in terms of the video. Uh, that's really Sorry. So the question is, why wasn't that funny, Thor? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, well, that's to- comedy's trial and error. And true, is true. Kind of you set out oh, on us, guys. Good, good, no, well, good work yourself. Don't try my comedy on Nathan and Joseph. Leviticus, <laughs> <laughs> where Bible reading goes to die. Now, that's that's a good line. I don't care what it is. It's, it is. That's, 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 that's fair. So, anyway, well, what, was, what would you say, I Thor? Uh, jokes aside, what would you say is probably like the reasons that you think that we don't see as much successful uh, comedy coming out of sort of well, Christendom? Well, I would say a couple of things. Uh, we don't live for distraction as one, you know, hmm, okay. we, as Christians, we don't. We take life seriously. Because uh, here's the thing only Hollywood can make a movie about the end of the world and not deal with God. I mean, come on, give me, that's, that's, that tells you right there, the mentality. And then the way they deal with it sometimes just uh, frustrates me, but Christians know the truth, which tends to make one a serious thinker. And there are aspects of the truth that can make one very sad. But the problem with most Christian films is that they confuse serious with melodramatic. And I think Ah, that's the thing. They confuse being serious and that's thinking with being melodramatic and melodramatic is not good on any level for the most part. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, and comedians. that's really one of the, my critiques of Christian films, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say, I, I think comedians, I, I like what you're saying, um, both Christian and non-Christian deal with, se- the best ones deal with serious subject matter and comedy yeah. is a way to deal with the serious subject matter. Well, and see, that's Christians have not been good at, uh, because we're people of the truth, we haven't been good at satire. Hmm. Because satire is saying the opposite of what you mean. Interesting. Which in Christian, you know, in, in the average Christian's life is, is, is a contradiction in terms. So but right now, the culture we do live in, is sati- it's, it's our satirical moment. If we capture it, like now, hmm. now the challenge 
the challenge is culture itself has become a satire. So it's hard for people to recognize satire when they're living in it. That's, That's part of the thing. But I think for Christians, this could be our moment. Harvard, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is our chance to have Finally. it. Finally. It, it, <laughs> it does come at the expense of others. And this is really why Christians aren't funnier. Comedy, as I mentioned, is often based on criticism. And Christians are concerned with being nice. Oh, I don't agree. I don't agree. Well, you may not. But many Christians in their daily life have reduced Christianity to being nice that's just shallow thinking and that is uh, true so that mm. might well, that so is true. Might think, be yeah. lack of depth makes us less funny mm. uh, interesting okay which leads us back to culture today speaking you know, of so, overthinking uh, lack yeah. of depth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which because is why more people should subscribe to our podcast yeah. so that they can have because if you want to be funny <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking comedy has fallen on hard times because there's an entire generation now that somehow believes that words can break your bones well that's, this is that's this problematic is, for comedy man it is this is interesting joseph i think you'll have thoughts on this it wasn't too long yeah. ago that christians were the ones who were banning words and i think that could have to do with you know even um well i'm gonna are, push back right there christians whoa, 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 were never for whoa, whoa. banning they were protesting well, and, uh, and here's what they banned. Did you guys watch the uh, the documentary on Mighty Python that's on Netflix? No, uh, no, I haven't. But, but uh, still, so like, like a, it's like a it's like a ten or twelve episode documentary on Mighty Python. But still, like you, you banned certain words. I mean, the whole thing of what was it? The guy who had the the words you're not allowed to say on TV. Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. Garland. Yeah, it's like words. It's like you know that was a form of like banning. George, words. You mean George Carlin? George Carlin. Yeah. Seven thirty yeah, words. Jeff Garland is that another comedian? Yes, George Carlin. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, so, Sorry, so, Jeff and George. So there's there's a form of banning words, but you know, but well, that wasn't good for comedy either. Maybe. No, 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 no. But. I mean, I will say this in defense. I mean, the the entire well, here's what's ironic: the whole idea of freedom of speech comes from Christian thinking. You can go back to to, to the the you could say it's based on Judeo-Christian, right? He writes the premier treatise on freedom of speech. Yeah, that's where I have a question. Christian thought. I have a question. You, I'm, I'm, you have performed many, many churches around. around the US and, and world, I imagine. No. What would happen? <laughs> what would happen if you went in there and dropped the F bomb a few times in a set? Would you be invited back? Well, absolutely not. And, and I would say this, but I would say this rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, there so so in, in the Christian worldview, if here's the thing about Christian film. Now I'll say this. First, let me say this in defense of funny Christians. Because I believe the question, why aren't Christians funnier, is a loaded question. But sure, of course, uh, yeah. Sure. Especially so. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> we like loaded questions. Here's a we are funny. Darren Streblo is funny. Leland Clausen is funny. Bone Hampton is funny. Mm. Tim Hawkins draws crowds that most secular comics only wish for. Jeff Allen mm. is funny. Brad Stein is so funny. The New York magazine did a uh, an entire feature article on him. Anthony Griffith was on the Tonight Show five times michael jr is packing out venues and he's been on the tonight show carlos oscar is funny gilbert Escobel is funny carrie pomeroli is funny john chris is a social media sensation there's an entire rainbow coalition of funny christians now the issue is why why isn't there a crossover uh you know mm-hmm. so maybe that's the issue with it generally the the crossover thing i think is if your goal is crossover 
um, that's a different goal. Hmm. Uh, because right now we're talking about that's all Christian genre comedy in the Christian. Now, Anthony Griffith started out. I mean, there's a lot of these guys, Brad Stein, myself, uh, Anthony Griffith, um, Gilbert Esquivel, Carlos Oscar. There's a bunch of those guys that started in the secular market. And then at some point we transitioned over for different reasons. Hmm. You know, everyone transitions over okay. for their own reasons. But they Did you do clubs and stuff coming up? Yeah, I did. I started in clubs. Wow. So why, did you, why did you transition? Why did you transition over? Well, um, it just kind of happened, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so, right. I mean, yeah, it was there was really no I mean, I can think of a demarcation line in, in the sense that. Uh, without telling telling my whole story, but uh, there was a point in my life when I because I didn't even know the Christian market existed, to be honest. Sure. And then I met a uh, guy named, um, what was his name? It'll come to me. Um, anyway, I can't remember his name right now. But <laughs> Must have been super important. Sorry, sorry man. <laughs> I'll remember him in, 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 at some point. But I met him and he was a comic. He'd started in clubs and he was doing prisons now with Chuck wow. Colson's Prison Fellowship. Okay. And so I ended up doing some of these prison events and really started, got involved with Chuck Colson's Prison Fellowship. And that's what opened me up to this whole idea that there's a church market that you could do churches. So, but I was at a point where um, I was actually given the job. I was going to be the house MC at the Brea Improv. Um, so it just I would manage the club and then perform every week as the MC. And so, and that w- allowed me to be home. That was part of it. I could be sure. home, every, you know, sure. all, I wouldn't have to travel all the time. And but then I also had an offer for someone to manage me in the Christian market. And so that. I had to make a decision. You're either going to become manager of the Bray Improv, uh, like Jeff Jenna. If you know Jeff Jenna, he's a great secular comic, really great guy. He was the house MC of the Irvine Improv. That's how he actually got um, turned on to the gig, basically. Did the interview. In two weeks, your training's going to start. So I had, I had a two-week window before I actually started the job. And that's when someone offered me to, to manage me in the Christian market. And I just decided, you know, I, you just make a decision. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, so, well, let me go with so the that's interesting. So, so I went with the Christian market. Yeah. But I will say this. it's We're talking markets. And the sure. Christian yeah. market, the smaller market, it's a genre. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why, you know, Christian films have to hit certain beats or they're not Christian films. Right. So like, mm. you know, One of those friend. beats, speaking of the language, is language. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't yeah. generally cuss in Christian films. So this is... You just, yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. Because... Because you are going to turn off a huge portion of that market doing so. <laughs> so, that's, the, so, that's, so, it's so, so a couple, just sort of summarizing some of the points that made so far and then kind of, you know, adding something to the conversation. So we talked about sort of, you know, that there is a defensiveness that Christians have that kind of, you know, is like, okay, you know, we're sensitive. Like we've been sort of targeted in many ways and made fun of in ways. So we're, we're triggered by that sort of more easily. There's the aspect of we take this seriously. We take the, you know, we take truth seriously we take our these ideas seriously and if we making fun of something has a tendency to make it seem like we're not taking that seriously and we've also then you've made but you have made a good point a good pushback thor saying that there are a lot of actually very popular christian stand-up comedians particularly particularly in the stand-up space um who do incredibly well they do incredibly well speaking to one uh one market over another market and so the really yeah. the question is why isn't there as much crossover yeah, like, um, in many cases well so before before you before you say just want to kind of finish finish the thought sure, um sure. The, the so so the 
what's interesting is I think one of the things that I've thought of before is the fact that um, Christians, it just sort of gets the serious point. Christians believe in the sacred. There is that they believe in God. Like there is something that is so pure that it cannot be made fun of. Like that yeah, there holiness. is holiness. You know, right. yeah. Yeah. It's holiness, holy. Yes, absolutely. holiness. Yes, believe in holiness. And because God is holy and he's created the world, like there are certain things that he has made holy or to a certain degree it's like you know um you know he made man in his own image he made him good and so there is a sacredness in the world that 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 in a sense is too good to be made fun of there's a what was it tj miller did this um thing at one point where he said one of the stupidest things i think anybody has ever said which is that uh, children haven't earned the right to laugh yet because they have don't haven't learned to fear death um, and mm. it was, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I think you've missed the point of humor at that point. Um, but I think which God created, yes, exactly. So I think that the, oftentimes I find the problem maybe with Christians in terms of the audience of Christians, people who criticize your film, like, uh, uh, Christopher Sean Shaw is that, um, they think because they think that things are sacred in a sense, they make too many things sacred and therefore these things can't be made fun of. But as you guys have pointed out, it's actually, and particularly you, Thor, it's actually the things you love and you think are beautiful that you are actually able to make fun yeah. of successfully and accurately. And yeah. accurately. You know, comedy is really based on uh, the fall. That's really what comedy is based on, yeah. the fall of man. I mean, that's why we can, that's why there is humor because we're fallen. Yeah, and, uh, and that's pointing what, it out, yeah. That's, that's yeah. part of what comedy is. It's pointing out the fallenness of our humanity. But and, so now, uh, okay. Now, I was, uh, well, two things, say, uh, I will uh, say, Oh, I, I, I want to ask a question. Well, I'll ask yeah. a question, then you can circle back around. But is that it seems that again, you talk about then the, the sort of the other side that in a sense the secular world has created a whole set of things that can't be made fun of. You know, that you know, a whole set. I wonder if one of the big problems is, and part of the reason maybe there's no crossover, is that sort of the Christian market, so to speak, because that's the words you use, the Christian market and perhaps the non-Christian market have made different things sacred. Mm. And yeah. so that yeah. that is so both sides have certain things to say. You can't make fun of this. You can't say this. And you know, like Christians have that, and secular world has that. But they're yeah. different things. And between yeah. those two, there's really no room for a person to make fun of things and not make fun of someone else's sacred cow. Yes, because they're both religions. Hmm. They are. I mean, that today the movement we're seeing in in. Uh, large swath of culture today is religious in nature sure that's why if you look at it you'll see fundamentalist tendencies sure, sure. This thing is pure secularism yeah. everyone's got yeah. religious yeah yeah, yeah we're all religious, religious people and yeah. i think my you know i it's not my argument it's just a good argument there's no neutral ground like mm. there is no neutral ground there's not just this side and this side there's no neutral there's no neutral ground in between even people who say, are all these moderates i'm kidding don't, 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 <laughs> Don't talk about these particular things. Like you cannot talk about them, but internally you have a position. You know, sure, that's sure. the whole thing. So, but there are, I think I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna out them, but there, <laughs> there are some purely secular comedians who are people of faith. Ah, okay. oh, sure. But yeah. they have yeah. not outed their faith. And uh, and I know a couple of them. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I know their stories. And I think the reason is is because there's no neutral ground. I sure. think you should it, out. It them. would hurt their career. <laughs> that would help be- our podcast. And then invite them on and ask them yeah. how they felt yeah. about yeah. being outed yeah. on the Overthinkers podcast. Yeah. It would hurt their careers, I think, yeah. for them. Matter of fact, we talked to one about being in church people, and he debated it, but wow. the really bottom line was 
uh, and he's gone on to greater fame now. So he made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Who no, he was about famous. the kingdom of God. It matters. It's <laughs> the kingdom of man. <laughs> he was famous before we've talked to him. So yeah. he was, if I told you who he was, you'd know who he was. And, uh, and he really turned us down, I think, you know, because he was waiting to see other things. And I, here's sure. the thing, um, it can hurt your career, especially with the, with the sure. climate we're, with the climate we're in today. Now, maybe a decade ago, it wouldn't have, but I would even argue again, there's never been neutral ground. I remember you kind of have to choose ground. your team now in a lot of yeah, ways. I'm going to share this story from my perspective and people can debate it if they want. But <laughs> years ago when I did, uh, uh, I did the Montreal comedy festival years ago and there's right. some H HBO folks there. Sure. And, uh, so, and I kind of heard, you what's, know, what's it, HBO? I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> home box. I'm a office. Christian. Yeah. I, I don't watch HBO. I'm a Christian. It's a idea. You can watch an, a movie at home uncut. It's really groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. And, uh, and unc I mean, they don't filter anything, the language, anything. If it's, right, far, yes. it's far in your home, right there on TV. So it's pretty amazing. But anyway, um, there were some HBO executives there. And, and I heard through the grapevine. He was like, so I, I drummed up some interest. Yeah. But I was still at, the, at that point. I was not. Uh, I was overtly Christian in my presentation, sure, and yeah. I was a clean comedian. And so my perspective is once they got wind of that, then the, the that was done. Oh, sure. Done. Yeah. Because I'm going, there is no neutral ground. Now, had sure. I, there's had also I, wouldn't be a market for you in their market. If you're right. going to, you know, you know in, what I mean? In terms of this, but HBO, being clean, yeah. clean, but I'm going, but even, even clean now, I remember when I started, like when I was doing comedy, you know, uh, in clubs 20 years ago, the dirty shows were like special shows set aside. Mm, interesting. Sure. Yeah. And now it's completely opposite. It's like a clean show is the clean. Seinfeld was the norm. Jerry Seinfeld. Was yeah. The norm. yeah. TV and TV clean was the norm. Matter of fact, when I started, and these guys weren't even Christians. They were just saying, look, if you want to do, you got two choices. If you want to get on television, work TV clean. You got to do TV. The choice a lot of people made because they wanted to have a career on TV. Um, right. Now, but cable changed that, so you don't have to be clean to get a career anymore. Clearly, and now, I cable have... changed all that, so you can. So dirty's become the standard now. But that's a debate within itself. But well, I have a thought about a dirty, dirty comedy, uh, <laughs> um, and I think. Yeah, I, you know, Joseph, you talked about uh, Christians wanting to have sacred things, and I, I'm a Christian. I believe in sacred things, but I think one of the strengths, if I will, um, will pat the the back of the secular cultures comedians right now, is that they don't have much fear about what they make fun of. Yes, I know they have their own sacred things they don't, but in the language, in talking about just general life things, they can make sex jokes, they can make dirty jokes, they can make whatever it might be. And all the things that they joke about are part of life, right? They're a part of all of our lives. Um, I don't think those are foreign to anyone, but Christians, there's a whole part of life that we're not allowed to talk about. Um, and if we do, we're not allowed to talk about it in any kind of detail because that's not church behavior or whatever you might call it. And we're certainly not allowed to make fun of it. No. Yeah. And so I well, think you I have mean, a I... lot of Christians having boundaries in both, not just their language. I'm not talking about dropping F-bombs. I'm talking about the things they talk about where there are, there are specific things. And I know this from making Christian films. I, you know, I, I share this story um, a lot where I had uh, a Christian reviewer cite nudity in my film because, and the nudity was girl in shorts. 
And, um, and so it's interesting to me. I think there's so clear- I have to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. But ultimately, I think there's such clear set moral bounds that Christians won't cross, at least the Christian culture and the Christian audience won't allow us to cross, that ultimately it really ties our hands into what we can talk about and how deeply we can talk about it. And I think one of the things that makes something funny is being able to really dig in to a subject and talk about it really candidly, even uncomfortably. And that's something that most of the Christian audience won't react well to. Well, they don't because they get that in preaching. Number one, um, I think in a good church, they get deep preaching about life. So, but it won't be funny. Com, com, well, no, it's not funny. But here's the thing: <laughs> I will, I will push back on though. I'm let's hear. I, I think they're few and far between. Here's here's what. Sorry, there's a book called um, what's it called? Uh, I think it's called Seriously Funny. Hmm, okay. And, it, and it's about the um, the renegade comics of the 19. 19- uh, 50s and 60s who changed comedy culture. Um, but one of those people, of course, was Lenny Bruce. Of course. Who basically paved the way for like George Carlin. And one of the quotes from that book, which I think was really insightful and profound, but the author um, said that, so comedians today can say whatever they want, but they got nothing to say. Mm. And I'm standing by that. I go, oh, there are very few, Interesting. very, very few comedians out there who have anything insightful to say about the culture we live in. And it's even harder for them now. I think it's harder for them now to be to critique culture. Um, now, people have done it, but then they get in trouble. I mean, I think some of the people that have really been really insightful. I always thought Louis C.K. was a really insightful comedian when he wasn't. So, and that's the thing too. Louis C.K. is like, I like Louis C.K. as a comedian. I like the way he thought. But sure. then his, philosophically, he yeah. would go to a vulgar place that I just, I didn't want to go with him there. I was just, I couldn't, I'm like, I couldn't sit, sure. I have to sit through that to get to this. It's like, well, it's, it's like Richard Pryor when he used to do the Tonight Show. You know, he was, Pryor was always funny, but he was just as funny clean as he was dirty. But hmm. there's a difference between, like when you watch Pryor's comedy and you watch his, uh, you know, what's a Sunset Boulevard special or whatever that special is. But sure. Um, but his dirty was not vulgar the way Louis C.K. Mm, he grew up in a whorehouse, right? He grew up in a whorehouse. His vulgarity was just telling his life story. And he wasn't was trying, trying to get a reaction. It. And, you know, he used the F-bomb as an adjective, maybe. But there, but I will say this, and people can debate me on this, but there, you know, so some people might find the F-bomb vulgar, but there is vulgarity and then there's vulgarity. And Richard Pryor's comedy didn't have this, this, this slicing vulgarity mm, that Louis Cage would when he went into these, and some of these other guys, now when they go into like a dirty, dirty bit, it just becomes to a place where like... I don't, you know, at that point, like, I don't want to go sure. there. Or it's so, almost used so, in, in an excuse to, to be funny. Like, if they can't think of something funny to say, they say something crude uh, to get a reaction if they can't get a laugh. It's shock value. Sure, yeah. yeah. But it's, well, so it's, it's interesting, because, like, you have that. That's true. You have that. You have people, comedians. And so this is sort of, I think, sort of something I kind of going off on what uh, Nathan said. You have different comedians who try to do dirty stuff for shock value. And you definitely have... A critique you can say of of sort of oftentimes secular comics is that they will go places they don't need to go in order to make the point that they're trying to make. And you'll have someone like, you know, Louis C.K. who will be able to say, 
something really profound, but he'll, he'll, you know, maybe drag and her profane. mind through, and yes. profane. Yeah. He'll drag her mind through the profane and sort of maybe, you know, sully the sacred in order to get there. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, you know, there are other comedians who still can talk about profound things and profound truths um, in the secular world. Again, it's like you talk about kind of something like South Park, which a lot of people have been liking. And it sort of goes to your point about maybe Christians have like more sacred bounds around their things because you still have, you know, secular comics who will say things that offend the secular culture. You know, you have so people there are, and maybe there are fewer of them, but there's still ones are, are out there. And it doesn't seem like there's like a lot of, uh, Christian comedians who will talk about deep, dark truths in their comedy, you know, that are about things that we all feel and we don't know how to express. We'll finish, yeah, just let me finish my uh, second. And they aren't uh, be willing to really in a deep way sort of thoughtfully offend their own culture in the way that there are at least a couple who will do that in the secular world about their yes. culture. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you a, my reason that's sure. not happening. Sure. So, if um, and I can talk about some from personal experience because sure, I would say that. Why do you think we're having a Christian comic on? Except to talk about yeah, personal experience. So, because um, you know, back in the day, and I did bits on, uh, you know, I did a, uh, I've got a, a bit on Victoria's Secret, which deals with sex. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. Bit, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. On uh, my wife and I doing in vitro fertilization. I did a whole bit on that, which dealt with it dealt with the reproductive. I really, you know, in that, sure, in that yeah. bit, I was really giving the reproductive process. So I've, I've done these things in my career. But what I found is, uh, you know, because I had, you know, the same way that uh, someone complained about the nudity with the girl in shorts. I used to do this when when Left Behind was the big, you know, national best-selling series. I yep. used to do a bit on that. And, I, you oh. know, of course, I I ended Good. with a pun of that. Uh, there was some pun about left behind referring to my uh, left behind. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember good, some actually. Guy coming up to me after the show and just being so distraught that I would mm. make that pun. But <laughs> so here's, but here's the thing. So it's a good one. So this screen represents, you know, all of uh, entertainment industry. Yeah. And the Christian market is just this little slice over here. Just it's a little, it's a little slice, ah, all right. uh, you know. And so here's the thing: in the secular market, you got a big slice anyway. So if you're just, and and here's the thing I found, at least from my experience, like someone like Sam Kinison, um, hmm. uh, you have to, you have to have a place you can just try this material and not care if you're successful. Sure. Hmm. The goal is not to be successful. The goal is just I'm doing this. Sure. And they have there are venues for that in the secular market where you can just go in there and just spew, just be whatever you want to be. And then the audience finds you, mm. because, but there's a big piece of pie to find you. Now in the Christian market, that, that doesn't really exist. Like you don't have places where you can just go and be because it's all about, uh, if you want to work and continue to do this, yeah. then you have to work in, under certain parameters and you find you out more you, the more you like push everyone. those parameters, it, it well, it just becomes emotionally draining after a while. Sure. To, you know, because I I remember there was a point in my so I and I really feel like this was a mistake I made in my career. Like when I got the gig for bananas, I just I struggled with I, I tried to get them to change the name, first of all. 
because I didn't want <laughs> I did. I didn't want to host a show called Bananas. <laughs> well, too late now. <laughs> well, and so I was trying to get them to change it to pure comedy. Mm. That's what I was trying to get them to change it to. But they were in love with this tagline, appealing comedy. Oh my the whole gosh. family. Let and me guess, a dad named this. No, I, I don't know, a vacuum cleaner salesman. Uh, I, I'm not, so oh, you're not kidding. It was marketing vacuum cleaners, and all of a sudden he's in charge of a show. So that's kind of how entertainment works. And even in the secular market, it works that way. You have someone who has no business being in charge of creative things, and then boom, they are. Why? Because they got some kind of background in marketing. So, but anyway, that's that's across the board. And but the point is this. I kept pushing, but I pushed against that show, trying to bring kind of an edge, making tongue-in-cheek fun of it. Where I, what I should have done was just embraced it. I should have become Mr. Bananas. I should have become, I am such a square, clean comedian, and just embraced that completely. Mm, interesting. That's interesting what I, angle. That would have been the strategy that I really think might have changed my career. Because I, I feel like that's, that's really, in hindsight, what Tim Hawkins did. Uh, who's this appeal to? Soccer moms. Let's go for them. Interesting. Boom. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's so the, the soccer moms dominate. That's that's who's buying these videos and everything. The moms. That's most push. of the Christian market. Interestingly yeah. enough, the, yeah. the moms push the market in the Christian realm. Yeah, yeah. Now, absolutely. Okay. So now, uh, first of all, I'm gonna. I will say this to, to uh, anybody. I don't know how many influential people are listening to uh this this podcast uh but well thing i do i i they're, they're all here is a problem <laughs> <laughs> i do appreciate the fact that um you guys have been I, and i know like you've been making trying to do scripts for movies you know like uh, in christian comedy movies because another aspect of this is like you said you can be a successful christian comedian but it's harder to make christian comedy films and you've been trying because again you have to have extra like people with money yeah. trying to as so you have to appeal to them and their sensitivities what they think is you know funny and yeah. stuff like that um and i'll just say it's like like if anybody does have money and as wants to like because you guys are funny and you guys actually make good stuff that is is well, edgy enough so much so yeah, i would love for people to actually give you money to actually make christian because if somebody was actually wanting to be good christian comedy films i think it would be you guys uh, well, and thor has written Four plus scripts this year alone that are feature film comedies. So, but let me, let me, I think, I think here's what's happening. Cause if you look at Christian film, like my critique of Christian film is people say Christian films are bad, but I'm going, yeah, sure. But if you look at secular films, they make more bad films than we do because there's more of them. So they so, literally sure. actually make more bad films than we do. But there's a higher percentage in the Christian but, market, well, I would because, argue. But there's more of them. So you have more talent, you have more money, you have more everything. So naturally, they're going to create, they're going to have better films, but they do make more bad films. We're a smaller market. But if you look at how Christian films have matured over the last decade, the production values have gotten better. Uh, the storylines, the way they tell the stories have gotten better. I think Christians need to work on the, the problem in my from my perspective of Christian films is they don't begin with a story. They begin with their message. Yeah, mm, that was my yeah. next point. Yeah, they, they need to begin. Like, what's a compelling, what's a story I'm interested in that I'm passionate about that I want to tell? Well, I'm going to jump then, in here real quick. And because I, I want to be fair to Christians, because I, I criticize Christians all the time. I am one, just so everyone knows. So I get to, <laughs> I'm allowed. Um, but I criticize Christians <laughs> for, that, for that very thing 
of um, starting with message instead of instead yeah. of story, instead of character. And I, but I, you're right, secular secular culture does that too. And I'd say the worst films that I see coming out, even if they're lauded by reviewers, are the ones who are shoving messages down my throat. They, yeah. The thing is, I'd be more willing to listen to stories that are outside of my experience or beliefs or whatever if it wasn't just shoving a message down. It was more about the characters and I, the story. I do it all and, the time. I, I I watch films all the time. I go, I don't, I, I go, as I'm watching, I'm blind. I'm not agreeing with their worldview, but wow, are these compelling characters that I'm yes. really interested in and that my humanity can actually relate to their humanity. It's amazing. But, but again, Christians, Christians and non-Christians are doing this. They they yes. start with a message, it, it, which is ultimately what we call propaganda. When art is made that's, for a message exactly rather than, and yeah. but I think Christians and secular culture are guilty of this. And this is my next point I want to bring up about why I think Christians often aren't funny is because they start with the premise of I've got to get across this Christian message. I got to have someone saying yeah. a prayer before they leave this show or this movie. I got to have someone. And I think when you, again, like you, like you pointed out, when you start with a message instead of authenticity or reality, whatever it is, you know, we believe in God that he's the, he is the creator of reality. So if we're revealing reality, we're, we're revealing God ultimately, but we're afraid. And so we turn a lot of our comedy, our movies, whatever it might be into propaganda instead of art. And yeah. ultimately I think good art points to God, regardless yeah. of its propaganda yeah. um, aspects. But I think that's a thing that happens often within the Christian culture. And we do that because I, I, there's a multitude of reasons why we do that. But I think if we stopped worrying so much about, we have to save everybody who sees this and start worrying about, we're going to start commenting on reality from our perspective in a real way um, that reflects beauty and trueness and goodness and authenticity, then we'll yeah. start making better now, comedy say, and better all movies. The, all, the, all the comedians I mentioned by name, I don't think any of those guys have their act about the message. The act is mm. just about what's I'm funny. I'm going to check them out. I'm, I'm excited. Life, what's funny. Now, and so as I mentioned about, so Christian films in the last decade have become the production values have gotten better. The stories are coming along. Now <laughs> we can even talk about how we had to, we literally had to struggle to keep church people a comedy. We really did. There's a story behind that. But the point is this, Christian films are coming along. Now, again, there is there are things we can learn from the secular culture. But the secular culture was slow learning this. If sure. they wanted to make a comedy, they finally started realizing, hey, we need to go to the comedians. They know mm. what's funny. And they eventually started doing that. Even if, if it started, that, that started happening with sitcoms. For years, sitcoms were just written by non-practicing funny people. Funny people. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually, they're like, if you want a really funny sitcom, get a comedian involved. And they did. And all the most successful sitcoms we know today are all headed up generally or created by comedians. And so that was, that's a lesson that the secular culture learned, even with movies. And now I think that since the church is a little, it's a little behind, but the church, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, the production, everything's coming along in terms of maturing as a genre. So I think eventually they will start going, if we want to make comedies, maybe we should go to the comedians who've been doing this for, well, you've got guys now that have been doing this for 20, 30 years. Yeah. So they know funny. They know comedy. They know timing. So they, they know, know yeah. structure. They know. Well, Chuck Colson now, famously said that Christians do everything 10 years late and bad. So hopefully we're at the end of that 10 years and we can yeah. start doing it good. <laughs> <laughs> now, so before a man can dream. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to get, I want to get, so what, what about this? Um, have, uh, do you want to put your two cents in with Chris? Because you've been very kind letting Thor talk a lot about a lot of these subjects. Anything you want to add before we, uh, uh, wrap up and transition to uh, our next segment. 
uh, other than go see church people. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it's it's available virtually everywhere you buy movies. Go see church people. But is it funny? And, and tell us if you laugh. Tell us if you laugh. By the way, speaking oh. on what Thor said, you guys hired real comedians for this. Like Donald Faison's in it. I grew up with him on Scrubs. He's hilarious. And I he added to the movie because he's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but no, it really is funny. And what I really appreciate is that you guys were brave enough to, in a loving way, critique your own culture. And I think that is one step towards Christians becoming more funny, is being willing to lovingly talk about yeah. our idiosyncrasies and yeah. faults and, and authentic Well, I'm glad way. you thought it was funny because we have versions of that script that were funnier. <laughs> did, did chris knock them all down and say no, no we're not well, doing we, those. well number one we had to cut out i think we cut out about 20 20 or 30 minutes we had to they forced us to cut out 20 or 30 minutes and then yeah, they was, just they did things that again this is the kind of thing that you just eventually one day i'm going to write up i'm either going to write a, a book or I make it a novel adventures in christian entertainment but um <laughs> But we had a we had a we had a parody of the montage you always see in Christian films. You know how you have the montage in Christian oh. films, like, like you see oh, in yeah. our film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's not how we wrote it. But we, <laughs> that's we not wrote how... a parody of the montage, and then they they cut it out. Turned they, it took they, the parody they out. They cut of it. all yeah. the, There they was like the satire. Now, thankfully, they didn't make a long pair a long montage. But they the little montage scene was supposed to be where the parody went, and they cut it all out. But like we we literally there was we had one producer that wanted to make it more of a more dramatic than funny, you know. So we so were battling that the whole time, and it was just again this was and what happens is, well, what happened? Christopher, go ahead. We're wrapping up. I'm sorry. I'm talking again. Go ahead. Get in there, buddy. <laughs> you got to jump in. Yeah, he's he's just, just, you got to take it, man. It's got to be yours. You got to make it your own. I can't. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted to piggyback on the whole nudity thing with with the whole review. I was looking on a very piggyback on nudity. Let's just say that right now. <laughs> okay. That's a very Edgy good Christian very comedy good right here, guys. You yes. heard it first. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I was looking at a, a Christian review site. That's a very well-known Christian review site. And I'm looking at the ratings that they gave it. And it said partial nudity. And I'm like, What? What in the world did church people was partial duty? Did you take and your I shirt off for really was that what it was? About it. Do you know oh. what it was? Do you know what it was? What? Just yes. taking off his shirt. Yeah, it was Pastor Skip taking off his shirt at the end. <gasps> no. They classified that as partial nudity with no context. They don't oh say God. that's what it was. You have to figure out that's what it was. You know, I take back so everything somebody, I said. Somebody reading that review could think partial nudity. Oh, like, do they do they get, like, scandalous with someone? No, it was Pastor Skip and in the climactic, dramatic moment of the movie, taking his shirt off, which was very symbolic to what he was going through spiritually yeah. at the moment. So which also hate the passion of Christ. Like, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, unappetizing and gross. Rather <laughs> <laughs> So, oh yeah. my gosh! Well, see, I take I back everything I said. I think the problem here is Christian reviewers. That I, let's blame it all on them. It's not Christian. It's not comedian. I, it's Christian reviewers. Blame it on the critics. I am totally yeah. down for that. Yeah. No. So all I can say, I think a lot of I really liked a lot of what you said here is like you know about being defensive, being sensitive. The fact is, everybody has sacred cows and things that they're sensitive about, sure. which makes crossover hard. But I think a lot of it is. is Actually, if you want to make good content, go to the comedians. And it's if Christians want to make good Christian Amen. comedy. And I, and, I, and I got to tell you, and I'm not just yeah. saying this because he's here. I would say this if he wasn't here. Thor is one of the 
funniest best screenwriters i know <clears throat> no i so, mean i i mean he is he is like like if i have an idea he is one of my first go-to's you like, guys should work together I'll pitch it to him yeah you should work together on a project i, I like it <laughs> <laughs> and I'll ask him how many screenwriters he knows so. <laughs> <laughs> all right on that i think note, we're all here on that note i love this but let's transition to our segment that is nathan clarkskin's favorite segment blesses and curses of the week so all right now this is of course where we recommend something or we uh tell you to stay away from something blesses and curses so uh do our guests would one of you like to go first would you like us to go first and then you uh get the final word I'll go first. Sure. Cool. I've never nice. Brave. All right. So, yeah. so, um, so the bless yes. blessing occurs. The blessing is something you would recommend to everybody. Yes. That's not yeah. just, on the subject ish. Yeah. Not necessarily Christian, but might no. espouse some Christian values. And I would go the first season of Ted Lasso. Oh, Everyone's talking about, about it. If you watch the first season of Ted Lasso. Now I just watched the first episode of the second season last night, which disappointed me a little bit, but the first season of Ted Lasso, if if barring one episode, you would watch Ted Lasso going, is this guy a closet Christian? Closet <laughs> Christian, I like that. Well, no, <laughs> in terms of the best way possible, going, here's a guy where people, because he's, you know, if you know the premise is um, he's, he's a Southerner who goes to England to take over a soccer team and he has no experience with soccer. Great. But she's bringing him in to destroy the, the fran- to, to destroy the franchise is really what she's doing. But here's the thing. Here's a guy that when people criticize him, he's kind. When they make fun of him, he doesn't return. He's never hateful when he's dealing with hateful people. Mm, and he's just this innocent um, guy that is always upbeat and optimistic. And he's, he, but he does so. And I almost feel like they added that episode. And I feel like they put some things in there second season possibly because, and, and, and this is just my analysis going, were people writing in going, well, I love this Christian character. <laughs> no, they're going, and we Jason Sudeikis is a guy funny a guy too. Yeah. Because there's, there's one episode where he just kind of any, this one episode where he just kind of expressed kind of, it's just the kind of standard um, cultural vagueness, sure. spiritual, vague spirituality. Sure. So, but Something but, up there. But in terms of but number one, it's funny. It's just funny. Because I, I only, wa- I don't even know why I watched it. Because I have no, I hate soccer, like with a passion. <laughs> Same. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> to all my I European am friends, anti soccer. I'm like, I, I hate He's the fact that soccer is shoved down our kids' throat. And I start, <laughs> I start Saturday with my four year old. The secular anyway, soccer <laughs> agenda. That's exactly the soccer agenda that I hate. It's like I don't want to be part of your, you know, United Nations. But soccer, soccer moms, you're okay with. But anyway, exactly, yes. um, but. So Ted Lasso, funny and just a very endearing character. Awesome. Uh, curse. curse. I didn't finish it, so I don't know if it's fair, but I tried to watch a movie called See You Yesterday, hmm. which was a time travel movie, a, an original time travel Netflix movie. Oh, boy. But, but they lost me for the very reasons we talked about why, why we hate some Christian films. Mm. It was, I thought it was going to be like in the, in the realm of Back to the Future. You sure. Know, since I, I'm working on a a time travel comedy. I've been watching tons of time travel movies. Which, if you have money and you're a Christian, you should give to that movie. <laughs> no, no, Amen. mine first. Mine first. Mine first. <laughs> Forty pages into the script, but anyway, it's the hardest I've ever worked on a treatment. I will tell you that because it's time travel. But anyway, um, but it it just was that 
the initial characters are really appealing, but right away, like 10 minutes into the movie, you're like, Agenda. this is a message movie. Yeah. And it's not, hmm. a, it's not a subtle message. It is yeah. like, you know, it's like, I, I was looking for a time travel comedy, not a time travel lesson in, you know, theory or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, hey, those Interesting. are good. That's, those are good. Those are great. Yeah. Okay. Chris. Chris, I would like to hear yours. Okay, all right. oh, <laughs> you'll gauge what you say based on Mars. Smart. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm, st- I'm still ordering? processing. I'm not sure. Okay. It, now, th- now it, it could be. Is it something that it, it, does it have to be to something do with the topic? New? Something to do with the topic. Just bless your favorite prayer. and least favorite comedy. I'll, I'll go and uh, cool. and uh, do, it, you do can, it, Nathan. And uh, well, obviously, my blesses church people. Like, of course. <laughs> <I guess. Aww. laughs> Available okay. everywhere well, movies I'm can truly, be seen. I'm truly honored if that's the truth. I'm okay. truly honored. It, no, I really did enjoy it, guys. And um, it is one of the two Christian movies I have laughed at. So that is like, that's a five. Where they intended us right? to laugh at. Yeah. Right. Really yes. On purpose. Non-ironically. Yes, yes correct. <laughs> so no, absolutely. I will absolutely bless church people. Uh, anyone listening, go see it. It really is fun, insightful, and it's a blast. And these guys are really very talented. It's available virtually everywhere you buy movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my blessings and curses are, I'm going old school with a book, first of all. I'm going to bless uh, screw tape letters. C.S. Lewis, I know we talk about him a lot on this I didn't know we could do podcast. books. You it's can art. do books. It's not, it's not yeah. just movies. It's oh, art. I didn't know but that. But screw tape letters is such a great, um, for yeah. me, and, and I know it's old, but C.S. Lewis is a funny, funny guy. We had Michael Ward on a while ago who talked about yep. his biography, and I learned more about how funny he was. He had this wit, and he would tease people. And Screwtape Letters, you really see his co- comedy come out, and he, it's right. satire. It's about two demons talking to each other, <laughs> and somehow he uses right. comedy and satire to talk about deep spiritual truths. Deep truths, and it's a, yep. it's a really beautiful way to utilize comedy, and I think Christians, if you want to make comedy that's effective and deep and beautiful, go read Screwtape Letters. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bless punch drunk love it's an oldie i know it's weird a little obscure Adam but Sandler. what i love oh yeah but what i love about this one i love when comedians play against type uh that's a big thing for me so maybe thor one of these days i'll throw you in a drama just a heavy heavy drama <laughs> um <laughs> hey you had a crying scene in the church people that they cut yeah, a lot yeah. of the crying it'll be a of, crying but... movie thor if you're <laughs> in it you won't be that's, not crying but but I love comedians playing um, against type. And I, I thought Sandler did a great job. And what I like also is they do talk about loneliness and really um, and isolation and these issues that I think a lot of people deal with, really deep, hard, uh, dark issues. But they use the comedy and they use Sandler and his comedy in a, as a way uh, for the audience to digest it. And yeah. so I, I just like Punch Dark Love. It's a great movie. A um, little slow, but still great. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to bless a stand-up routine. Ah, and, I didn't know we could do multiple blessings either. So, oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can go back for it. And yeah, if you want more. Um, but I'm going to make them quick. But I really like Bo Burnham's Make Happy. Um, his yep. The special before his recent special. I thought Bo Burnham, and you know, it's it's um, a little cliche, a tall, blonde, white guy blessing another tall, blonde, white guy's uh, <laughs> comedic work. But I, I really like it. I think it's insightful. It's clever. It's interesting. It is adult. It's crude. 
um, that's not one to watch with your kids. But uh, I'm someone who's talked a lot about mental health, and he talks about mental health in a funny way that takes the seriousness of it and explores it, but also is just silly and funny. So it almost helps you understand these issues better without feeling like you're preached to. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about comedy is it actually helps you understand and think about big ideas and hard things um, in a way that doesn't make you just feel worse and, uh, and, and, and lectured. And so I thought he did a really good job of that. The Kanye rant is just amazing satire. Um, my curse, first of all, I'll, since I just bless this, is Bo Burnham's Inside, um, his most recent <laughs> special. And I know I'm really, I think I've probably already cursed it on You've this. You've already cursed uh, it once, yeah. So this is, yeah, this so is, I'm, I'm cursing is, it again. Run around like double curse, it's like, you know. Yeah. It's biblical, and, it's like, it, Two, two curses in a row really mean you're serious, you know? Oh, yeah. So I, Galatians, one, Galatians, you know? Right? A curse. So I, I mean, didn't really, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm blessing one of his stand-ups and I'm cursing his other special. Um, listen, I know everyone in the world loved uh, Inside. I thought it felt disingenuous. You have this millionaire living in Hollywood with a girlfriend um, complaining about being stuck inside in the pandemic, pretending he lives in a room um, and pretend in and, and is an act with the, I don't know, it just, it bugged me. And also I kind of think it goes to that, um, what you talked about Thor, it was, he set out to, with a message rather than set out to uh, make me laugh and and make me explore life and think and i think that's ultimately why i didn't like it yes of course there are great things in it he's great editor he's still clever he's still smart but ultimately um yeah not my favorite by Bo. love you Bo, but that, that was not my favorite um i'm the one to center i know everyone loves it and then my my i'm gonna curse a curse a christian piece of um i almost said art but um <laughs> But it's, oh, <laughs> it's, he's gonna uh, slam it before he curses it. Honestly, I think the creator of this would probably be on board with me. But it's a it's a show on Pure Flix called Malibu Dan. Um, I oh. hope Malibu, oh. no 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 Malibu oh. Dan the Family Man. Oh. <laughs> and this goes this is a pretty simple one. By the it same goes, critters as bananas, appealing comedy. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> what have I I'm done? Kidding. What a faux pas! Oh, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. But, Listen, it's 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 painful. It is. And the reason it's why painful. it goes to Chuck Colson's Christians aren't don't search for original things, they copy They're, things ten years later. Their and sets bad. are green screen for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean it's painfully horribly what, what is it what's it about? What's is it a comedy? It's a, yeah. it's a Christian yeah. attempt at sitcom. If that's what you call it. Yeah. It's a Christian attempt at sitcom. And it's uh it's yeah, I think Chris, you said it this perfectly right. This can't be Tommy Blaze's. No, 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 no. This is this is uh, um, David Arrowhead. Yeah, but who wrote it? No idea. No idea. I know that Tommy Blaze we'll have him a really good secular comedy. Yeah, we, here, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch Malibu Dan, but I watched Hitting the Brakes, which was like he came. David Arrowhead came up yeah. with two at the All same time. All you have time. to do is watch, watch the trailer for Malibu yeah. Dan. And, yeah, I, I mean, did. I did. It's just. I, I. It's just like no joke is funny. None of them make me laugh ever. So for those of you who are watching this on video and you're seeing three people instead of four people and you're seeing all, there was a bit of a cutout. And now we're doing the rest of this without four because he's a busy man. <laughs> so that is my curse. I'm sorry, Malibu Dan, maybe I'll give you another try at some point. Don't um, do it. But right now you're staying on the curse list. Maybe I'll be back and I'll, it'll be a bless. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a change for Maybe David A.R. White will come on our show and intimidate us into honestly, liking Malibu Dan. 
Hey, and I bet he's a, I bet he's a cool enough guy that he probably can laugh at some of this stuff too. Well, I'll, we'll talk to him all about his great masterpiece, Beckman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which I can't tell if it's a comedy or an action film. Yes, that's exactly true. <laughs> One doesn't know. It's, so, all right, moving on. Chris, what would you make as your blesses and curses? And I want to bless church people. Of course. No, you, you it's available That's just not everywhere classy. you buy movies. <laughs> it's not classy. <laughs> oh, it's not classy. Comedi- I'm not allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah, comedians aren't classy. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. But <laughs> and I want to bless. I want to, for those of you watching the video, and here's a shameless plug for your podcast, for your, your YouTube channel. For those of you watching the YouTube channel video, the other image I have up here is uh, Something Smells Funny, which is a comedy cooking show with ah, host Scott Wood. How fun. It's streaming for free on Tubi. Oh, nice. nice. It'll so Tubi. You I'm can on watch there that too. online or you can have the, the app or whatever, but either way, you can, you, can, you can go online. But if you go to the Something Smells Funny face, Facebook page, there's links there with the announcement and there's a trailer there and it's a really, really fun show. Cool. Nice. And any curses? Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait. Are you gonna? What? I wanted. I, are you gonna bless something that you didn't make? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I genuinely like both projects, so I'm gonna bless. You them. should love your work. That's true. That's good. As um, long as you also love other people's work. So. I do. <laughs> I do. But the next thing I'm going to say. A lot of people don't love their work, so I might be the odd man out, and I'm Ooh, probably the odd man out Ooh. in this group. But I want to bless some upcoming stuff that the Kendrick brothers have coming out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Are they doing comedy? They have well, they have a they have a documentary called okay. Show Me right. the Father. Which oh, I've is heard not of this. Comedy, yep. But I think it's very important to talk about. So show me the father is sure. coming out September. Yep. And then also, I think October, but Sometime this year also is the uh, Courageous Legacy. Courageous Legacy, it's, yes. It's basically wow. the 10th anniversary of Courageous. They have never-before-seen footage, and they have uh, new scenes that they added with the cast 10 it's years t- later. Taking cast 10 years later, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I want to okay, bless those, and I want to bless um, uh, the Irwin brothers, who I think are another uh, brother pair that do exceptional films. And there is one more that I want to bless, and this was actually a Pure Flix distribution but it okay. wasn't Pure Flix's main people who made it. Uh-huh. They okay. distributed it. But I want to bless The Case for Christ. Oh, that, yeah. is one, sure. yep. that is one of the best Christian films I have ever seen. Sure. Now, I will point out, all the films you blessed, no comedies. So I think you need to become, <laughs> I think you are becoming, rather, okay. so the I Christian will, so comedy I will creator. Bless, I will bless a comedy. And I think this was kind of a sleeper, too, because I, I think a lot of people have not seen this one. Dan in real life with Steve Carell. Oh, yes. That movie was so superbly done. Oh, oh we got a dissenter. Yeah, oh. he didn't like it. I didn't. But you liked it, didn't you? I did. I did. Actually. It was excellent. I was that was probably my favorite film that year. And I was sitting in the theater with a group of other people. We all liked it. Um, but I was sitting in the theater going, how in the world are they going to end this? And mm. it wasn't a letdown ending. Like they actually edited it creatively. They did it well. You know? And I Joseph had no comments. idea how they're going to end it. I loved it. I thought it was a fabulous film. It, it was a it was a junior's knows best storyline with a very implausible junior's knows best ending. And wow. I didn't see the twist what coming. 
I didn't see the twist coming. What twist? That's so <laughs> bitter, Joseph. That's yeah, so bitter. Yeah. That's what twist? Well, we already Believe know from past conversations that Joseph and I, similarly, Thor and I, don't agree on a lot of movies. <laughs> but most importantly, we do agree that you had made a good movie. Well, thank you. And I, it's available I, everywhere, I hear. Yes. <laughs> Which is available virtually everywhere you buy movies. Digital <laughs> downloads, on demand, DVD. So what are your curse? I want to hear your curses. Yes. Are you even a person who could curse something? You're too nice to curse something, I feel like. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, I need need to, let me, let me ponder this for a moment. Um, Oh, okay. So now, so let me, I'll do my blessings and curses and then we'll give you one more chance to to, curse something. To to curse something. Let me, let me, I'll I'll throw, I'll throw one curse out there. All right. The insane, and I mean the insane mainstream media narrative that's out there oh no 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 mainstream media narrative that's not a I no, no, no. That. no, no, no. That does not count, Chris. Why not? <laughs> because it's, well, it's not a comedy, first of all. Second, it's not a oh, thing. so I have, to cur- I have to curse a comedy. Oh, yes, okay. curse a comedy. And, and preferably like one work. <laughs> yes, not like an entire genre. It's like, I'm going to curse Westerns. I'm going to curse <laughs> all of Western society. Exactly, yes. Like, curse a thing. Well... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hesitate, but I, I have to agree with uh, Nathan. M- Malibu Dan was very difficult to watch. It is <laughs> yeah. genuinely it's a nice way to not put it. funny, and it is such forced humor yeah. that it's not funny. No pun intended. I mean, like, it just, it's not funny. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the humor, in quotes, is so forced yeah and that's part of what makes it so not funny is because it's so forced and it's so it's so artificial i mean they have green screen backgrounds for sets they have canned laughter that is painfully obviously canned laughter so i i I would have i mean it's that kind of attempt at comedy um i curse that Fair enough. Good call. And That's, if we got it wrong, listeners, please let us yeah. know and we'll disagree with you continually. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right. So I will try to go fairly quickly and yet explanatorily through my blesses and curses. So I'm, I, you know, obviously we blessed church people a few times. Again, I've, I it's also remember. available everywhere. I, think. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I heard that it's available virtually <laughs> everywhere you buy movies. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, it's good comedy. You know, I have some critiques of it, which if you want sure. to know what those are, you can read my review on Religion Unplugged of Church People, where I still, I call it there and I stand by it, one of the best Christian comedies ever made. Um, Thank then you so much. I really appreciate that. Another, probably my the best Christian wait, wait, comedy. I want you to bless all of mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much there's too much to bless no no yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry continue continue um i uh so bless i'm gonna say um yes i'm going to bless uh my other favorite christian comedy which is believe me which i have mm, blessed a few movie, times yep. on here it's i think probably the other it was great- a well done film it was yes. a well done, i'm i'm surprised it didn't do better it yeah, was, it was, it was- 
comedians in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's real comedians. Yeah, well, and, and, and they're good filmmakers. I mean, yes. William, yeah. I don't know how you say his last yeah. name. Backy. William well, Backy. Uh, William Backy. Yes. Yeah, and, he's, and, he's, he's a good filmmaker. Riot Studios. It's great. They did great stuff. Um, yeah. And it's, no, it's, it's just, it's well-written. They have a point. They have a point they want to do too. And they want to talk about, but they are able to talk about, you know, Christian satire, Christian cup subculture before the Babylon B was doing it. You know, they are able to say, you know, say things, but also, and criticize Christian subculture without criticizing Jesus or and they had the good things about Christian. They yeah. Exactly. And they did it in a loving way too. In a loving way. Yes. It was very loving, but also very, like you watch it and you're like, yep, that's true. Yep. That's yeah. also true. It's, it's harsh, but loving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's good. Tough it's, love. Good stuff there. So if you're looking for that, if you're looking for like Christian comedies, like, you know, church people, you know, believe me, I think are really good places to start. Really good places. Mm-hmm. For good Thank you so much. Um, really honored. And so for terms of the, I want to talk about, it's like there's a couple of secular films I think have done a good job of things that I, I think the Christian in, in comedy trying to do that should go lean towards. So like one is I'm going to bless, and this might surprise some people. It's not for kids, but I'm going to bless The Life of Brian. Classic. Uh, reason for that is because I think it does a good job of, you notice in that, never make fun of Jesus once. They never make fun of God, but they're ruthless and, you know, toward everybody else and, and ruthless towards people and critiquing of people in ways I think maybe t- many times the Bible is cr- highly critical uh, interesting. of people. Okay. And so I, I watch it, I'm saying, wow, this, this is really good job of deconstructing and, you know, knocking down flat face people and how people use religion, how you use Christianity, but it doesn't make fun of God at all. So if you would like a, a, a workshop on what that look, can look like, how harsh you can be at people without nice. making fun of the actual sacred, I do, uh, I would say, Life of Brian. The other thing I would say, the other one is, I actually got blessed Guardians of the Galaxy, because this is one thing that I think a lot of Christians get wrong, is this is something Thor brought up, is just the fact that you can love something and also make fun of it. And mm. I think like it, Marvel movies do this really well with all the superhero movies, but particularly Guardians of the Galaxy, they are merciless with how they make fun of their lead heroes. And yet they also deeply celebrate and glorify and uh, the, those heroes as well. That's and they great. do both of those at the same time, unironically. And so I think that if you want to look at what does it look like to actually, you know, praise something beautiful, which Christians and Christian films love to do, but also make fun of it mercilessly, that's a good uh, place to go. Go for that. Uh, Curse-wise, um, I'm going to curse the Christian economy. I'm going to curse the resurrection of Gavin Stone. Um, just, of the show, it, Dallas it, Jenkins. We that's where him. I can curse well, it. Well, okay, well, well, I'm, I'm going to push back on this if I'm permitted. But go ahead. <laughs> of course, we've been pushing back at each other always. Uh, you can always push back on me, Chris. I, I, it's is it's it is just not funny. It's not funny. That's the thing. Is I love Dallas Jenkins and I love his work on The Chosen, but it. And as I know, you're what you're going to say. I know I say it's technically you know is that you're not you say it's not a comedy, but it's not. But it is not a comedy. It was marketed as but, one, but it was a marketed as one. B, but also the film itself sets itself up as one because the way they present their dialogue, the way they present their their scenes, their bits that they do, their scenes they set like they're always setting up these jokes of like, oh, he's going to you know give his testimony now, and but right. the punchlines of those scenes are not funny. 
And so mm. that I say is like, you know, and that's just an endemic of most Christian comedies that I'm not right. going to name is that they are supposed to be comedies, but they're not funny, which is the problem. Now, the reason I say this again is Dallas Jenkins is a friend of the show and he yeah. is perfectly fine with people criticizing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's, he's a tough cookie. He yes, can take exactly. It. And he knows <laughs> yeah, I love The is. Chosen. So if you want to see like, this is a reason that a lot of Christian comedies don't work is that it's example is this. So no. I, here, so I'm going to push back. Please um, do. I don't know Dallas personally. Sure. We have communicated via Facebook Messenger. That's sure. about it. Um, I know one of his associate producers on the show. I know Justin Oberlander, who's a really fun guy. You should have on. Oh, yeah. okay. He he's the associate producer of that, but he is a a quality filmmaker and actor in his own right. Uh, Justin Oberlander. He has a hilarious <laughs> comedy character called Houston, who does painfully bad puns but it's hilarious it's okay. so funny i'll just send you a link we're but making anyway, a list now for COVID. So yes. anyway so and i so i'm i'm going to communicate something to you that i communicated to dallas via messenger as well i think one of the reasons that movie didn't perform well this is my personal opinion but i think it was the trailer the trailer ah, made it look like it was a cookie cutter clean stereotypical christian film that is how the trailer made it look the movie was by and large way better than that trailer i mean i will that's say my, that's my take and it and it wasn't a comedy yes you're right they set it up as a comedy in a lot of places but i like in that film to like how i would like in courageous courageous is not a comedy but it has tons of comedy in it yes but the jokes in the courageous work <laughs> yeah i actually give that to the kendrick brothers they have some good jokes yeah they, they do and, 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 they and do. the other thing i want to give to the kendrick brothers is they are masterful at weaving the dramatic with the humorous masterful I, yeah, they, they they both they both uh, think, they both work together. They both work together. I think they, they do a better job consistently of weaving. Do both of, both both tones work? Now the screenplays yeah. for those films, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so my other curse is I'm actually going to curse um, Yes God Yes, which is a secular um, comedy that is basically a critique of of Christian culture, particularly Christian culture around sex. And uh, I've cursed this before, but it's just another good example of comedy that doesn't work because it's mean-spirited. And it's really just about, you know, making fun of the weird kids over at the other lunch table. And like, that's something that both Christians, non-Christians can fall into, but it's very mean-spirited to do it. And it's not, doesn't, it doesn't make for funny comedy. It also just makes for kind of mean comedy. And it doesn't work when you have people who don't believe something making fun of other people who do. It yeah. looks like the jock beating up the, or making fun of the Star Trek nerd. It's like, exactly. it's Star Trek nerds can make fun of each other because they know the, the nuances and stuff, but it just, it comes off bad. And it's like, all right, you don't like us. We get it. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. So and there's no and there's no seeking to understand. There's no empathy. So. There's no yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. So very cool, awesome. So those are some our thoughts, in audience. If you guys have your thoughts, I would like to know from you guys what do you why do you think that Christians are having trouble in the comedy space and. What do you think is the answer for moving forward to do something better? We would love to hear your thoughts. Send us an email. Go to contact us page at theoverthinkersjournal.com. Um, Any place else, where should they go if they want to contact you, Nathan Clarkson? Uh, they can go to nathanclarkson.me or search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on the socials. Very cool. And they can find me at josephholmestudios.com or they can find me on all the socials. Thank you very much. So 
Christopher Sean Shaw if people want to get in touch with you or get in touch and figure out what work you're doing. Uh, where should they go? Um, there's this really cool website for a movie that's out that I think you might know about called Church People. Oh my god, it's available so almost I wanna, everywhere. I wanna plug, that movie. I wanna plug <laughs> churchpeoplefilm.com. But if you want to if you want to contact me, um, I do have a website. It's ChristopherSeanShaw.com. So it's just my full name.com. And Sean is spelled S-H-A-W-N and then S-H-A-W for Shaw. Uh, it just um, had to be unique, huh? Yeah, it had to be, yeah, <laughs> I know. So Also, uh, Something Smells Funny. Um, there's somethingsmellsfunny.tv, or you can go to the Facebook page, Something Smells Funny. Church People, that movie that you might have heard about. And also <laughs> available everywhere that movies are available. Virtually yeah. everywhere movies are sold. Virtually <laughs> everywhere you buy movies. Um, Church People Movie is the Facebook page. Uh, and um and church ppl movie is the twitter handle and uh church people is the instagram handle and Very my and cool. my handles on socials are basically at director css nice awesome. twitter facebook and um instagram at director css awesome well, thank you so much for joining us chris I mean, this thank has been a lot of fun thank you so much Everyone for having the movie. me and i'm i'm genuinely and truly honored that you guys actually enjoyed our movie because i awesome. know you guys know how be, difficult uh, we're, we're yeah. a tough crowd we're yes. a tough crowd uh, well and thank you guys for thank you so much for you know coming into the lion's den to to talk about this with us really appreciate it and thank you everybody for listening and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about mm -hmm.